Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's right over there. Where did you expect me but right here? Well, I'm just glad you're right there because running the boards is me. Oh, boy. No Joey D's. He's Wait. on assignment. Oh, boy. So, uh, yes, uh, again, like I said on the last one, any technical difficulties, send an email to Joe. Not me because I don't know. What, uh, actually, I know what I'm doing, and I'm glad that BJ's here to talk about a bunch of stuff so I can pay attention to this stuff. BJ is going to be talking about Resident Alien. Oh, yeah. Superman and Lois. Oh, boy. A couple of board game information tidbits. Oh, yeah. And then we'll switch gears and get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, yeah. how can people get a hold of us? Well, they can get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's got our <laughs> blogs, podcasts, and more. <laughs> Or just search BJ She's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey. 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 Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Again, you can also check that out at Odyssey. Uh, the spelling is a little weird, but it's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, the app is amazing. A different way to get all of our podcasts, all of our older ones. You can just search for that and find all of those fun things. And I hope that you really do. Now, thank you. I, I hope <laughs> I do too. Well, I really would hope that you would know about it, um, oh, but right. you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's get right into it with you, buddy, because Resident Alien, our favorite um, uh, alien. I get. I mean, God, I don't know if he's my favorite alien ever, but uh, you know, Alan Tudyk really does something amazing with this character. And I haven't gotten into the second season yet. You kind of surprised me when you mentioned that it was coming back last week. And you know what? I'm. This is one of those ones that uh, does it come out weekly? Because if it can just be, if I can just binge it over the weekend, I might just be doing that. It does come out weekly. Yeah, uh, yeah. But have you already watched season one? You're, are you yes. done with that? Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. I've completed season uh, one. And for those out there who have seen it, and if you haven't, spoiler alert, a little bit. It ends with him um, jettisoning, getting off of the planet. But having a little bit of a buddy with him, yeah, uh, and so uh, I would have to imagine he has to come back. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and look, you you, you, still, you have three episodes that you can watch, so you oh, can at least binge nice. three episodes. Okay, so you're, cool. Yeah, that's how many are out right now. Helpful. Um, and uh, it, it it's 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 great because he's back on the planet. Uh, there, let's just say this: there are some weird things happening to the little dude. Because of the fact that, you know, uh, he's, he was on an alien ship exposed to some weird stuff. And, uh, it, you know, so it's it, it's great stuff. And and really, I love the interactions between him. And I'm trying to find the actor's name. And for some reason, I don't know why I'm not seeing it. It's like the kid is like one of the main stars. And, of course, oh, there he is. I just missed it. Uh, Judah Pren, who oh, plays Max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But really, I have to tell you, uh, Gracelyn Awad Rinke, if I'm saying her name right, uh, she plays Sahar, and Sahar, to me, is the breakout star of that show. The interaction she has with Harry the alien, uh, and her and Judah <laughs> together, the two kids who just sass the hell out of him. Yeah, they do. Uh, and... <laughs> He, it is like a kid fight every time. It's like they're on the schoolyard with the verbal <laughs> insults. What I love about this show is that the alien obviously has Harry the alien has his whole entire race has you know definitely better technology than Earth. There's no mm. doubt about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like they're literally just going to go out there, drop an egg, and basically destroy the planet. 
And it's interesting, as you know, the character develops, you know, and 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 uh, Alan Tudyk does such a great job because because the, these aliens have the ability to mimic uh, the uh, the appearance of other humans, though there are a select few humans that have something wrong with their brain or something right with their brain where their their camouflage doesn't work on yeah. some humans, which is what the little kid, the little boy, could always see him as an alien where nobody else could. Um, he, this process of duplicating a human has him now feeling more emotions as a human and his race of people, you know, is like, we don't have this. So that why, that's why we're superior. We don't feel the stupid feelings and the emotions, but then <laughs> you feel him realizing, but my God, we, sh- these, these emotions are kind of cool. And I love that because it's sort of, you know, in our society, we value intelligence sometimes, if you will. Uh, the, we value the IQ, the intelligence quotients, over the EQ, the emotional equo- quotient. Yeah. And I think this show really explores that. Um, Good at least call. For, it yeah. does for me. Yeah. 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 No, I agree um, with that. Absolutely. Uh, and it's just so well done in that respect. And and Alan Tudyk is, is is the star. The kids are the stars. I mean, look, I think that Alice Wetterland, who plays Darcy's great, and uh, yeah. and Corey Reynolds, who plays the sheriff, and his his <laughs> and his deputy, who I'm trying to find her because I want to give her some love because she's just she's really great good too. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, is is it, I don't know who she is over here, but she's great. Uh, and, and look at, uh, you know, and, and, uh, uh, oh, wow. Uh, and, and Sarah Tomko, who plays Asta is, is really good. There's so many good people in this show who I love their performances. Like everybody, um, everybody knows, um, what is expected from them, from their roles. And like you said, like everyone's good, but like, I mean, obviously Alan Tudyk is going to be the, st- the standout of that. But just those kids, like like you were talking about, just that banter in the diner when they're just arguing, like in the first season yeah. and you're like, it's like, Harry, you're going down to their level, but also all these emotions are new for him. Like it's one of those things because he doesn't have a maturity because he's never had that before. So it makes a lot of sense that he's going down to their level when it gets down to it. And it's a level, you know, what's so beautiful about it is that it's frustrating. And because of the fact that they are able to defeat him in arguments where he's like, how are these stupid animals able to defeat I'm a superior being? And yet they are. And so he's starting to realize, are my people wrong? Because they're going to wipe out the planet. They just think Earth is just filled with idiots. Who cares? And now he's like, I should be able to like have the upper hand on all these humans. And so what do people do? I mean, I love this because what do we do in society as humans? Whenever somebody really actually has a point or somebody actually is better at us or something, we find what we consider their flaws and call them stupid rather than focus on the fact that, well, no, they're not that stupid. Actually, they're good at a lot of things. Uh, and yeah. that's what Harry the Alien's doing. It's it's really good in that respect. And big love to Elizabeth Bowen. She's the one that plays Deputy Liv Baker. Nice. And I wanted, yeah, yeah. I want to give that actor a great prop, uh, great props. It's on Sci-Fi. It's on Weekly. Uh, if you haven't seen it at all, you get to binge season one. If you love Alan Tudyk, it's one of his better perform, one of his best performances. And you know he's had a lot of great performances. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, man, I mean, they, there's a lot of people who do a great job in this show. I, I and um, I, I'll tell you, man, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and yet I, it hits the feels. Uh, and this season, there's a new threat, and it's not Harry. Harry's not the new threat. Interesting. Uh, and, and yet Harry is trying to – I don't know what Harry's doing. <laughs> there you, know, you go. A, <laughs> it, it, you don't know what – because what, I don't even think he knows what he's feeling as he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's a complete shed of tools when it comes to human emotion. 
And uh, Alan Tudyk does it so well. It's again, uh, it's it's on Sci-Fi. It's called Resident Alien, and it's awesome. And another place, uh, another place that's where I watch is on Hulu as well. So if you're behind, oh, you can watch it go. on there. Yeah, Woo! yeah, that's Ooh. where I end up catching it. So lots Ooh, of ways everything. to catch it. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, I think one thing that Hulu doesn't have is Superman and Lois because that's strictly on the old CW network. <sighs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. I thought this was one of the ones you liked because you were like, you know, I'm kin with Superman Lois. A little bit older, a little more mature. I'm just going to <laughs> be happy with the first season. Oh, no. And I'm just going to have to realize at some point, C-Dub is just going to be C-Dub. C-Dub's going to C-Dub it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I really can't complain about, I mean, you know, it's like you go to the well and the well has the flavor taste of the, the, the water taste the way it tastes. I can't Baja be mad. blast, baby. Yeah, I mean, I can't be mad. It's, I mean, you know, even if I get like, you know, some water that doesn't have that, eventually, you know, the flavor is going to come. I mean, it's a bad analogy, but I can't think of anything that's <laughs> Other nice. than the fact that you seem to be slightly, if not more than slightly disappointed yeah. in the direction of the show. Look, I really, really am. Uh, there's four main stories going on, and I hate three of them uh, <laughs> because three of them are C-dub stories. And then the fourth story is actually really cool, which, of course, is the one that involves Superman. So, okay. I mean, pardon me for basically going, well, I don't like anything that's not really Superman related. What do you want me to tell you? Um, <laughs> the Superman storyline is really cool. I mean, this whole bizarro thing and and how that is going to be and how it affects how he gets in Superman's head. I mean, that's really interesting to me. I really dig it. I also think that Tyler Hoechlin uh, is is a great Superman and a great Clark Kent. I've said it before. He might be my favorite, uh, you know, actor to play that role. So that's what really irritates me is uh, is that the Lois Lane storyline is irritating with her and her sister in a cult. And I mean, I don't care unless there's unless this cult leader is some sort of superpower mutiny thing, I guess, or metahuman as they say in the DC universe. It's just like, do I care? No. Do I care that that like the best friend's running for mayor of the stupid town? No. Do I care <laughs> that the son is having relationship problems because it's a teen romance? No. I mean, I there's so much going on. I just do I care that the other son is involved in I don't know super steroids for the football team. Oh, hey now. No, I mean I just so that's the fifth storyline I forgot. So there's a lot of storylines, <laughs> and I but all four of the four that I can't stand are like, hi hey everybody, it's the C Dub Show. This could be any show where there's drugs and where there's problems and where there's good politicians fighting the bad person that wants to rise up and be help out. The, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. But uh, on, uh, that less, other, uh, on, on that other end, are you going to stop watching it? No, I'll watch it <laughs> because because that one storyline. It's giving you a little bit there. I mean, yeah? I like that storyline. I just love Bizarro and how he's being presented because, of course, it's Tyler Hoechlin playing both roles and he's really good. So, but but Lois is just I don't care. I just Aww. don't care. And it's not, and it's not, you know, uh, Elizabeth Tullock's problem, the actor. It's just the way it's written. It's mm. like she plays a good Lois, and actually, the one storyline I do care about is actually it's a six storyline. You know, she's <laughs> she's got uh, this dude from another dimension who was married to her in that dimension, and him and his daughter are here. So it's really 
her daughter, but it's the Lois Lane for the Other Dimensions daughter. That's a cool storyline. For me, I'm going, all right, yeah, how do you deal? I'm interested in that. I'm in, But then when they have Lois do the other stuff that they have her writer doing, it's just like, oh, my God, I wouldn't want to have to act this. I just <laughs> I just feel like this is a bad storyline that I don't care about. Uh, but then again, if I'm a C-dub, like, oh, it's all about everybody having troubles no matter what. Okay. You know, I'm like, you know what? Is, is your sister Bizarro? No. Okay, then you're okay. All right, everything's fine. <laughs> You're fine. You don't have to deal with all of that. Anyway, Superman and Lois, it's on the C-dub, and yeah, I'm, oh, I was so excited, and then I'm not. I just can't wait. Every week, I'm just going to be like, hey, BJ, I'll watch it. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I know. I'll watch it, but my gosh, come on, C-dub. Well, let's get away from the C-Dub, and let's go back to your very, very safe space, and that is the board game world. Oh, uh, I know that you, uh, when you're not here, most of the times you're just playing board games. I mean, let's be honest with all of that. can't really argue. When you say I'm on assignment. Oh, yes, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If we say on assignment, we used to joke that maybe you were pooping, but no, most of the time it's just board games. <laughs> and sometimes it's both. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, hopefully wait, not wait. at the same time. That's going to be so, really well, awkward for everyone. You know, when you get older, you have to just, you know, you, have to, <laughs> you really have to maximize your time. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. let's. Uh, what's going on in the board game world for you, man? Well, you know, here in the great state of Seattle, we uh, we have we have a lot of cool board game designers, and uh, we have one company, AEG, that's well known in the world of board games. And uh, I mean, they I mean, when I say in Seattle, they're not necessarily based here. It's just one of the big wigs who I know and have played games with, and uh, our buddy Ryan, who's been on the show. Uh, yep. You know, he 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 does a lot for AEG. He's like a real creative force behind it, and one of their vice presidents in charge of awesome. So uh, they got a new game out, uh, and it's called uh, it's called Rolling Heights, and it's it's on Kickstarter right now, AEG Games. Uh, I, I give it love because AEG always delivers. They just always deliver. With, with you know, some people complain that, you know, bigger companies like AEG, you know, why are they on Kickstarter? This is really for whatever. And um, in some cases, I'll tell you, not every big company delivers on Kickstarter. A lot mm-hmm. of big, uh, I've had experiences with companies where it's going, okay, I know that name. They're on Kickstarter, no problem. And then they just release a Kickstarter that, at least for me, failed miserably. Um, AEG has been amazing every time. So really, you look at a game, if you if this game looks like a game you'll like based on what they presented, this is what the game will be like, and you'll be very, very happy. AEG just has that track record for me and with a lot of people. And then, of course, if you miss the game on Kickstarter, it doesn't mean you won't be able to get it. Fair That's enough, what I love yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, and boy, the and Rolling Heights is uh, you're in the 1920s and you're a general contractor Ooh. trying to make your city an amazing city, building up these high buildings and and you know there's a lot of great components where you get to make your make these skyscrapers in the middle of the board and they stack on each other and you're of course trying to compete against other general contractors and uh, you know uh, obviously if you you know you need you get the materials you have and this is a cool effect where you roll meeples. And what? It, yeah. So instead of rolling dice, you roll meeples. And depending upon whether the meeple's on his back, which means he's tired, he ain't working no more. Uh, <laughs> if the meeple's on his head, you get to do certain things with him. And then if the meeple stands up straight, well, he's even a better worker. And um, I love that concept. And got to give credit to, of course, the person that created the game, John D. Clare, who, uh, you know what, I probably buried that lead. I should have led with that because he is a beloved game maker that does a lot of games for AEG, and they were smart picking him up because John D. Clare is the guy that gave you Mystic Veil, Space Base, uh, Eco's First Continent, Custom Heroes. Uh, wow. A game that I'm waiting for AEG to deliver, which I'm so excited, is a it's a 4X pirate game called Dead Reckoning, which... We, it looks is, is, oh you're gonna love this Vicky and 
Rev because it is such an awesome game and I can't wait for it to get here. Um, <laughs> John D. Clare, that guy knows how to make games. And I've had the opportunity to meet him and, 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 and play some games with him at conventions. And the only thing I'll say is that uh, I'm still angry at him because he's a Los Angeles Dodger fan and he never thanked me oh, for Mookie geez. Betts. He should have thanked me for Mookie Betts. He still hasn't. I was waiting and, for and, some sort of board game thing and no, it's yeah. baseball. No, it's, uh, well, that's why I love the guy. I mean, we hit it off because, you know, I immediately, with my being a Red Sox fan, just said, hey, oh, buddy. Yeah. And John D. Clare says, yeah, too bad, loser. We wow. got him now. Uh, and he, you know, he's only helped him, you know, win a World Series. So uh, I love the concept of the rolling the meeples because as soon as you said that, it reminded me. And you might remember this: the old game "Pass the Pigs," where yes. they were literally little pigs in whichever way that they were positioned is how you scored points. It totally reminiscent of that. I think that's a really neat concept that you don't see. Here's what I will say, and I don't know if this has been done before, to be honest with you, Rev. But we've all had meeples for the longest time in board games. And I mean, at some point, somebody must have rolled them and realized there's only three positions they can be in standing like like on their head a little bit or on their side, if you will, on their back or standing straight up. Yeah. And like somebody thought we John D. Clare says, hey, I can make a game on this. You know, I can do something with those those three different positions. Sounds like a bar bet or something. I bet you can't make a game like this. It's like, oh, watch me. Oh, and you know, seriously. I mean, so you got city building, you've got, they call it dice, but really you're meeple rolling. Uh, you know, area, you've got some area majority and influence game, deck bag and pool building. So really that's the cool thing is it's, it's, it's a deck bag and pool building game, dice rolling, uh, you know, uh, and uh, it's push your luck is in here. There's a lot, I mean, there's just a lot going on with a beautiful board. And then the way you make the board even cooler with all of your buildings, uh, it's it looks like a winner. I backed it as soon as it came out. So it's called uh, and we'll we'll probably talk to Ryan to even get a better description. But it's called Rolling Heights yeah. on Kickstarter right now as of the airing of this episode. Which uh, what's what's our day? What's the day today? I don't know. Uh, Valentine's uh, Day. There we go. Yeah. So that's oh, it. as of Valentine's Day. It's on <laughs> Why don't you romance yourself and go on Kickstarter and get this? I know. I go. forgot to get myself a gift this year. Oh, oh. Well, you can still keep on browsing and figure that out because, BJ, we got time to do another board game review, and I know you've got one in the hopper. I do. I want to talk about a game called uh, The King's Dilemma. This is not a new game, uh, but it did uh, it, it did come out. I'm trying to see the year. Don't see it, so we'll just say whatever. Uh, okay. But it came. It gets. It's relatively recent. It, it's oh, it came out in 2019. Okay. And uh, I had a lot of people ask me to play this game. It's designed by uh, I can't say the poor man's name. Uh, Helmar Hawk and Lorenzo Silva. I probably butchered that. Uh, and the publisher is Horrible Guild. And this is a very fascinating game. It is a negotiation game. It is a BSing game, uh, but you you have a game board and you have things. Unlike games like the Resistance or you know a tr- or trader mechanic games like uh, some other games that might have a trader mechanic, and I'm trying to think like Battlestar Galactica or uh, Dead of Winter. Oh yeah. Uh, this game, you basically have a kingdom, and it's an intera- interactive narrative experience that has legacy elements, which means the game will change or go in a different direction, and you'll put stuff on the board and write stuff on the board so that you know, that okay, this is how this is going to go now based on your decisions. But the idea is that you you get to be a house, and your house has a just a rich history within this kingdom. And like any good, you know, any good government, you know, you've got the houses based on religion, the houses based on commerce, the the houses based on military, and then you have these attributes which represent. It's sort of like a little tracker that you know, a track that represents the mood of the people, the military strength, how much oh. food you have, how much wealth you have, and then you have these dilemmas. That come out, and then you as the board, if you will, like the king's council, 
you have to basically vote whether you want, you know, yay or nay to whatever's coming up. Like, you know, oh, the people need food, but you know something? Uh, we can give them the cheap food or we can give them the good food. Which way should we go? And, you know, whatever you vote will impact finances or will impact morale, things like that. But you also have your own hidden agenda. So oh, there you go. Okay. You know, I'm the church in the game that I'm playing. So basically... As this church entity, we don't want people really finding out the truth. We have a whole lore and a whole history, Ooh. and we don't want people to do any research and really go look for the old scrolls to find out that maybe the way we're interpreting our religious <laughs> doctrines is not the way it was intended. Oh dear. So every decision I make is based on that, even though I'm trying to BS the people going, well, I think we should actually feed people the best food because, you know, hey, blah, 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 blah. But really, why do I want the people to have the best food? Because if they have more money, they might then be able to... To invest in scientific exploration, and I don't want oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Keep them so, fat, happy, and poor. <laughs> so that's the cool thing about Damn. this game, The King's Dilemma, is that you do have goals, and they go on, and you check off, and you have a, a, your own little scorecard, and so you're trying to do stuff so that you get more power in the game that will translate to future games, but there's a lot of great haranguing back and forth, and you really can role-play who you are. And uh, it is a really, really good game. It took me a long time to get to play this. It's got awards up the wazoo and honor and, 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 and honors up the wazoo. So it's not like I'm the first person to tell you this is a good game. Um, the, the folks that shut up and sit down, uh, they did a great video about this and uh, very entertaining too, as all their videos are. So uh, if you want to check this out, it is uh, the King's Dilemma. I don't know where you can get it right now. I mean, imagine uh, Amazon says they got it for 65 bucks. There you go. So, That's a fair price. Yeah, but I'm sure you know your, your friendly local game store could get it if you ask them for it. And if you want more info, I do recommend watching the Shut Up and Sit Down video. It's very entertaining, and they really do give you a flavor of what the game is about. It's the King's Dilemma. Nice. And now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Buy my shiny metal behind. Uh, Pardon me, what? Um, first what? off, wow. I didn't realize that you were Whoa. a part uh, Android. Yeah, what's going no, on No, but here? I'm very excited because one of the greatest shows of all time, animated shows, probably between that and The Simpsons, maybe Beavis and Butthead, I feel like, has spawned many, many an awesome adult animations. Okay, yeah. And that is Futurama. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it looks like Hulu is bringing back Futurama. Damn. Oh, they, know, they know what they're doing at that Hulu joint. Oh, yeah. Hulu's doing some good stuff. They have yeah, finalized they deals for 20 new episodes of Matt Groening and David X. Cohen's animated series. After many months of negotiations, they believe that the it's set to premiere around 2023. Uh, although they do have pretty much all of the cast coming back, like Billy West, Katie Seagal, all of them. We're expecting one, though. He has not confirmed. He's kind of pushed back a little bit, and that is John DiMaggio. Well, they got to have him. Bender. Yeah, how do you know? I mean, oh, wait, wait, wow. wait. So right Every, as, wow. as, as of, of right now. As of the moment of this recording. We he, have a Bender list. I mean, obviously, Bender, the character, will be there, but a non-John DiMaggio-voiced Bender is set to possibly be in the new reboot of Futurama. Yes, and I it, mm. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I mean, I do love animated shows, but I am one of those buttholes that will <laughs> watch a show and I'm like, I know this voice, I know this voice, and I'm like, it's this person who was on this and this and this and then show up my little bulletin board that's in my head. <laughs> uh, I want to, you know, Vicky, I'm going to tell you this right now because what irritated the hell out of me watching the Flintstones 
was in both instances, they put cartoons in front of us where Fred's voice was changed and Barney's voice was changed. I remember Barney's mm-hmm. voice changed, yeah. too. And I was and like, I this was, is weird. Oh, yeah, and it is. It's just like, I mean, sometimes if it's a death, what are you going to do? Right. But in this day where voice acting is so beloved, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Hulu, they've got to realize that you, you, if you can't figure it out with John DiMaggio, that will flavor the experience for people who watch. They'll just be thinking in their brain, like, F you, you didn't get John back. Well, yeah. that, well he is a very beloved voice actor because when I say he's in everything, He's in everything. And I got a chance to meet him at Comic-Con. Very sweet guy. He almost Uh, quit the business after that, actually. I know, right? (laughs) Hey. Uh, But he... Now I lost my... Oh, sorry. You met him at Comic-Con, and it was was really amazing. He's Uh, a beloved voice actor. No, so this is... Let me... Candy canes. I don't Um, think this is a problem where he doesn't want to come back, because I feel like this is his character. This is probably one of his biggest characters. But when I say he's in everything, he's legit in everything. He is in Disenchantment, which is that Netflix series. That's right. Like, he plays... When he's in a show, he plays multiple characters. I know he was in Final Space... Uh, he's in a, a TV series short called The Loud House, The Ghost and Molly McGee. Hell, Go- he's voiced a major character in the Gears of War video game franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, he is an, like Jake the Dog. Oh, yeah, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. Uh, another series on Netflix called Dogs in Space, Animaniacs. <laughs> One of my favorite oh, shows yeah. right now, Inside Job, he's Glenn Dolphman. Which, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if it's just this sort of thing where, I mean, his price tag is going to be pretty high. But oh, yeah. I feel like, Hulu, you got to pony up on this. Like, right. you've got to make sure if you're going to bring it back and everybody's down to come back, like, seriously, back up the truck for all of them on you this. You kind of have to. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of have to. It's just like, look, you, you know, Homer is a big part of The Simpsons. And you, you won't change that voice. And I think people have, I mean, who doesn't think wow. that the, the most important yeah. voice or at least one of them is Bender? Could you imagine if they changed Homer's voice after this many years? Like, yeah. people are up in arms about John DiMaggio not doing this. Like, if you look online, you will see a lot of angry tweets uh, retweeted by John DiMaggio himself. I think um, they're just not offering the amount of money that, that he wants, is would be my guess. Because And also, he's really busy. Yeah. Uh, that being yeah. said, though, there was recently a show where they did change one of the actors' voices, and it bugged me a little bit, but it makes sense because the original actress is Kat Dennings, who's very busy right now, I'm assuming, with Marvel. Uh, she Her voice in Big Mouth was changed in this last season. Oh, oh was it? So it was kind of bugging me because I'm like, it kind of, but Kat Dennings has a very unique voice. Totally. So for that to be changed really bugged me. The only other change of voice they've done recently, and they did it for a really good reason on Big Mouth, was when they changed Missy Foreman Greenwald's voice. She is uh, a character who is of ha- half black, half uh, Jewish ancestry. So her mother is a white Jewish woman. Her father is an African-American. And it was voiced by Jenny Slate, who yeah. is, I believe, Jewish herself, but not a person of color. And there's a lot of uproar. And she gracefully is like, you know what? You guys are right. Let me step away from this character. And we're going to have somebody else. Sounds very similar. But I like that they actually listen to people's you know, complaints of what they thought. And they got another great voice actor to replace her. And this is something where I feel um, on the John DiMaggio side, obviously not the same as having to switch it for a person of color. But, I mean, just listen to the fan reactions about this. Like, you've got a very fervent uh, fan base that will want to watch this. Like, you've already got the fans there. Don't alienate them Mm -hmm. by doing something that could be potentially really just dumb. 
like and like I said, his voice. I love picking out voices from shows, and his <laughs> is instantaneously like he could be playing a completely different character than Bender. You can always tell what his, who he like which one he is. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, he's playing this character and this character in this episode, and you love him. You get this comforting like like I recognize this voice in multiple series and different characters that are very di- like very very different from each other. Bender as opposed to Jake the dog. Very different personalities, but you love them equally. Mm-hmm. And I really hope they can make it work out. Absolutely, 100% on that. Anything else you got for us? Nah, I think I'll leave it at that. Get John DiMaggio in this. Yeah, everyone go out there. Say. Yeah, That's, That's it, all man. I got. I'm going home. <laughs> no, not I want, yet. I want John DiMaggio in this. All right, fine. Okay. Well, <laughs> until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>